0: you're better off going and failing on your own than going and not doing it because you listen to everybody else it's powerful to fail on your own than it is to not do it go and just take that chance don't question it don't second guess it just do it it is okay to fail failing is low key the best success you'll learn so much from failure So please try, please
1: try. Welcome everybody to episode 28 of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host, Ponyboy Paul, and Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals who are creating the life that they want to live. My goal is to learn the how and why behind their creativity in order to inspire others, but mostly myself, to start and continue creating their own content. And on this episode, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Jojo Early. He's the president and founder of Early Bird TV, which is a production company dedicated to not only representing, but re-presenting the black and brown stories in the world of cinema. And in this episode, we talk about how he became a Vine sensation, the behind the scenes of his creative process, and why he looks at life from a what-if POV, And then we also discuss the struggles of living life with sickle cell anemia and the adjustments and changes he's had to make to ensure that he's maximizing his life while also living as healthy as possible. Also, after you finish listening to this full interview and you're curious to know what I took away from it, you can actually subscribe to the Paul and Pals newsletter and you can find that link in the show notes. But without any further ado, let's get creative. But yeah, what up, my guy? How you living?
0: Oh, man, I'm tired. That's how I'm living. I'm tired, living like man. like the days I, don't have enough hours, bro. Take I feel that.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I know you're busy, bro, because I think you're the first person that I've interviewed that, that has an agent. I remember when I first was talking to you, you was like, yeah, hold up, my agent on the other line. I'm like, wait. <laughs> bro,
0: it, <it's> too much <laughs> going on. I had to go. Yeah, they, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So it's like... Yeah. I'm trying to make time for other stuff and them doing this and this for me. So it's like, yeah, I just want to sleep. <laughs> I,
1: <can't> sleep. <laughs> nah, I feel that, and it's a little bit early. I mean, it's not that early for you. I know it's you in that early, race, So it's like, yeah, how how like early do you usually wake up?
0: At eleven, honestly. If you wake up at eleven, if I can, you just woke up, bro. <laughs> yeah. Quiet, put a hoodie on
1: and was like all right come on what's <laughs> up but nah man I'm glad you came on bro I really appreciate you getting back to me pretty quick because uh, I always start with the how we met and you know obviously I interviewed JB in one of my earlier episodes I definitely recommend anybody listening to go check out that episode um but you know I remember I hit him up because I already had in mind that I wanted to interview you right just because I, I knew your stuff I was familiar with your work mm-hmm. so it was crazy that you know JB was that connect like randomly right? So yeah. I just hit him up. He connected us, and it was it was like that. Okay, but um,
0: exactly. I, I
1: appreciate you coming on, bro. And funny enough, were you just in Houston? I was. Damn, bro, you should have hit me up. We should have we should have linked up.
0: No, I wanted to go home. <laughs> I'm telling you, like that whole trip was it was it was a mess. I was like, no, nah, I'm ready to go. Like I got bro. sick. Man, I got sick on the second day of being out there. Damn, it was horrible. So, and that's like, had like shoot for some people.
1: Got you, Like, just sick. Like, on some, just too much drinking, too much hunting up, or like, what nah, kind of, what just,
0: just I don't know. It was like basically just head was throbbing, body yeah. was like tired. I'm like, man, I need rest. That's what it Damn. is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw like, I
1: saw one of your your recent TikToks, bro. That that shit look lit. lit <laughs> I was yeah. Like,
0: now nah, Houston, dope. Houston, Houston is a party city. I'm telling you, like. People, love, like, people who go out to Houston, you will have a good time. I feel like mm-hmm. some people just, they don't know. You know what I'm saying? They don't really yeah. know. Like Houston really do get down.
1: Nah, it does, man. You got to connect me some more people out here because I'm trying to get more in like, I want to learn the city more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just got a house out here. So like, I'm really like getting comfortable settling down. But mm-hmm. I, wanna, I feel like with Houston being so big, you got to know somebody that, that knows Houston to really get to know to Houston. To really
0: get so. around, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Houston is real easy to learn, honestly. You feel, you're feel like, you from here? that like, you were born here? I wasn't born there. I spent uh, my 7th through 12th, like 7th uh, through graduation out okay. there. Got so, you. like, I spent the whole high school, the whole middle school out there. Got you. And Where then, are you originally from? I'm originally from Los Angeles. I was born out here, but oh, when we were okay. little... When I was little, she moved. When I was two, she gotcha. moved to Oklahoma. I don't know why. Yeah, she moved. She moved to Oklahoma, and then we went from Oklahoma to Atlanta. So I did elementary school in Atlanta, and then as soon as it was like middle school, I went to we went to Houston,
1: and I Got spent really most of my time up there. Got you. Which part of so,
0: Houston? Uh, basically spring, spring area. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like off a. Literally five minutes from Ella. So like. Yeah. Off of that's a little 1960s. bit far. Yeah, it's far north. I feel like Houston's okay. big,
1: but you can just say, technically spring is a an no another city, but like you can just it say is. I'm from
0: Houston. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people, yeah, people, they'll know. Like, oh, where are you from? Humble? Oh, that's a yeah. whole nother, <laughs> whole nother part of Houston.
1: For sure, like, for sure. Houston and when, you, and
0: when, in
1: and when you was out here was, um, I guess what, what was most memorable about it for you? Was it kind of like, would you call it like a, transition period, or was it kind of just a small small time in your life?
0: Uh, Houston, I would say, I will say Houston is what kind of gave me my character. I will say that, because I, I spent most of my middle school and high school there, and you know, that's the time where, like, you just eating everything up at a young age, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you, you start understanding, like, what's cool, what's yeah. not from people, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I will say Houston is what made me me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: for sure. Uh, I can't say like Atlanta. I can't say LA. Yeah, but I will say like Houston is what kind of made me the person I wanted to be. Basically, like I understand like different types of cultures. Just the Houston culture, you know what I'm saying? So it's like started yeah. understanding like everything. What I don't like, what I do like. So Houston, you. Houston did play a huge part. For sure, for sure. Like, Houston, only thing I will say, I wish Houston did have a film, Mm. a film um, industry out there, you know, like, or something where people could, like, just learn it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not really, it's not really big on that. I think Houston is a place where, like, people do sit, retire, and, like, raise their family, for sure. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. Especially Katie.
0: Yeah, Oh, yeah. Especially Katie, bro. So, like. (laughs) <laughs> especially okay, I, was just <laughs> I was just in katie too but like
1: no, yeah i was gonna say it's funny you mentioned that because i'm uh because i've always had an interest in acting but i've never acted on it no pun intended mm-hmm. and i remember i was in these facebook groups i was like looking for like houston actors and all that stuff and they had yes. like a little bit but it wasn't like it wasn't active you know what i'm saying so
0: it's not it's very it's very small and then like i looked up I looked up like the film commission out there and like the number one show, which is still weird because I don't think they shoot it anymore, which is like Houston's number one TV show is Reba. Reba. Exactly. That's definitely not
1: on no more, yeah.
0: I'm like this and that's still y'all's number one, you know what I'm saying, like show out there is Reba? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That... So like Houston really doesn't film a lot out there.
1: Yeah. And so did you always know you were kind of into the the film stuff that young? Like, because you said about <clears throat> what, seven to seven, like basically to, to, to college, right?
0: Yeah. So like, um, I will say I didn't stumble onto film until I moved to L.A. And I stumbled onto film by accident. I think my mom knew. My mom always used to say I'm a drama king. She, was, she always used to say you need to be in front of a camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so when I moved to L.A., I, I left. I left Houston. I was working in the prison. I left Houston to work in the prison in Cali, and then I don't know how it happened, but like, wait, that I... was
1: your goal to work in a prison? Yeah, of so that. <laughs> wait, what?
0: It was well. Okay, so I will say, I think growing up with my mom watching TV, and this is this is this is this is reason why I love my mom's voice because she always used to say like I am I was supposed to be in front of TV I made it to be in front of the camera to the snap and growing up all she would watch was police shows that's mm. it so like at a young age I'm talking about like five I'm watching like numbers you know CSI with my mom you know what I'm saying like all yeah. those so I'm thinking like oh shit I want to be a cop you know what I'm saying so like <laughs> as I got older I was like alright I'll do it I was like maybe 19 uh, I worked in the prison for like two years, and then I was like, "Yo, this is not it. This ain't what the yeah. TV's used to look like." <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so now, like, I moved. I I moved to Cali. I was going to do the same thing out there, mm-hmm. and my uh my brother, like three months later, my brother came out and he was working for. Within literally three days that he moved out to LA. He started working with his manager at Incubus. I don't I don't even know. It's like what, some, is, what is it? I think it's what like some rock band. Oh, okay. Oh, and wait,
1: he our, was just
0: a rock band? Okay. He was he was he was working for the manager of Incubus, which oh, is okay. a rock band. So he was working for them in Beverly Hills. And like little by little, like I would go with him to like him to work at the work with those people. But, like, they were, like, rich white people, so, like, they didn't care who was there. You know what I'm saying? They were yeah. just doing the work, whatever. So I'm just sitting yeah. there just watching, you know what I'm saying, like, soaking up the game. And then they, they're they filming YouTube videos about, like, how to manage artists and all this other stuff. That's what my brother wanted to do. And I started, like, seeing, like, the, the camera stuff. So I was like, I was like, I kind of want to learn how to, like, shoot videos or whatever. So then little by yeah. little... Little by little, he went from Incubus, then he went from, who was it? Oh, Too Short. He started, he started, like... What? And, yeah, he started working for A&R for Too Short. And so then my brother was like, yo, like, they need somebody to edit music videos at, at, at Too Short Studio, this and that. I didn't know how to edit. Like, I, like I kind of did, but I didn't. So I was like, oh, tell them I can edit. So, like... I went down there. They interviewed me. Lied the fucking. I lied on the whole interview. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I know how to do this." Like that's yeah. mad. so that's they exactly like, what
1: JB said on his interview, bro.
0: <laughs> Y'all funny, <laughs> bro. Lie, I lied my ass off. They hired me. They ent- they was like, "All right, we're gonna hire you as an intern." And then like I was there every day editing music videos, but I knew how to assemble them. Like I knew how to do like the basic. Yeah. YouTube saved my ass half of the time. So like throughout that whole process, the guy who was like, I would like he would come and look at the videos. His name is Adam. He taught me how to edit. He was like, little by little, he started like peeping game. He was like, he was like, you don't know how to edit, huh? I was like, nah, I'm gonna be real with you. And then he started laughing. Damn. And he started laughing. I was like, I I felt like if I could just get in, I could just finesse my yeah. way up that nigga started laughing he was like he was like you know I, he was like I fuck with that so he started teaching me how to edit That's he started crazy. teaching me how to edit so like he'd been like my mentor for the video so like we would go and shoot like two shorts music videos edit them we'll do all the stuff I was learning how to edit music videos and at that same time this was like 2014 at that same time this is when like Vine was like popping mm-hmm. up and everything and Everybody knew I was, like, naturally funny or whatever. So, like, this guy named Landon, they were all... It was It was this guy named Landon and uh, Oscar.
1: Landon Moss? And, uh,
0: yeah, Landon Moss. That's my boy. Okay. I'm going to get to that part. But, like, Oscar, he would... His girlfriend was one of the twerkers at the time. At the two Short video. Weird. Whatever. But <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, bro, you should, like, do Vines. Like, you ever thought about doing Vines? Isn't that... And I was like, Nah, not really. He was like, Bro, you funny. You should do vines. And so then Landon was like, Oh yeah, let's do some vines, whatever. So I did one vine with them. One vine, it did. Like I made my little account. No, I told them I was like, I can shoot them for you and edit them. Like I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, I don't mind really doing them. But like I'll shoot them and edit them for you guys. Come up with ideas and you guys do them. And Lando was like, bro, you just, you just do them like you do them. So I was like, all right. So I did one. It did like 14 K views, like 14,000 followers in one day. And like, it did, it did huge. Right. Then I was like, all right, I'm done. I didn't want to shoot no more vines. Yeah. Most people would keep going. I almost got like 20 K followers that day. (laughs) What was the reasoning
1: for that? Like why, why was you, uh, why didn't you want to keep going?
0: I was, I kind of felt like I was going in, like, the industry route, basically, like, because I was actually editing music videos for Revolt, and, like, going on set with that type of stuff. So, seeing Vine, it kind of was, like, it was kind of like playing a game, basically. Like, you're just doing it for fun. But I didn't Mm -hmm. know it could be a career path, like, deeply. So, I stopped from, I stopped from, I'm like, eh, it's not really giving me what I needed to give, whatever. So then, <clears throat> so then uh, a month later, Landon calls me. This is why I, I love Landon to death. He calls me. He was like, bro, like, he was like, where you at? I was like, I was like, you know, I'm just at my auntie's house. He was like, man, come down here. He was like, move down here. Let's just shoot vines every day. I was like, they told me, let's shoot vines every day. I was like, all right. I can't. I moved down there. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is the beginning of JoJo. Like, I don't know nobody. I don't have no friends. You know what I'm saying? I'm new to LA. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know anybody. I have family, but like, because my family grew up in LA, but yeah. like they are like far. They're like Merino Valley, Corona, the I.E. area, not Los Angeles. So I was like, all right, cool. So I I I packed up from my auntie's house, went to go live with them. It's eight niggas in a four bedroom apartment.
2: Bro. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> so I was like, Fuck it. So we were shooting Vines every day, like every day. We was just knocking them out, shooting them every day. And it's just like, Knocked
1: y'all just randomly came out with ideas or was it like y'all had like a schedule? Like, like, like I how had, was crazy. Nah, he
0: was, he was just like, like basically I always, I always thought this is my creative process on like Vines. This is just Vines. My creative process on Vines are like, what ifs? Like, what if this happened? What if that happened? Like, how would you get out this situation? That's how I used to just think of, like, vine ideas. Like, what if you can't, you know, paint red? Or what if you can't make up your bed? You know what I'm saying? Like, just, like, things like that. What if you can't get away from your clingy ex-girlfriend? Just, like, I used to think (laughs) of, like, those type of things. Yeah. So it would just come come quick and easy. So we used to shoot every day. And then, like, I want to say, like, a, a month later, I get an email. They was like, yeah, we want you to shoot a vine of our app for $600. So I told Lenny, I'm like, yo, like these people, these people want me to shoot a a, a six-second vine off the app. And he was like, yeah. And then I, was like, right, I did it. They pay me like right then and there, straight PayPal. Wow. And then not knowing, I'm not knowing it's about money, bro. I'm thinking this shit just fun and games. So little by little, like, I started getting more followers and then more, like, more I started meeting other people in the Vine industry and all this stuff. And I was like, yo, like, this is actually a business. Like, mm-hmm. this is really a business. You got to think of, like, the most creative things. And keep in mind, there's people who I thought is the most funniest niggas on Vine. And yeah. they talking about I'm funny. I'm like, no, y'all niggas, you know what I'm saying? more <laughs> creative than me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like that whole Vine period. And then that's when I met Woody. I met Woody and Splack after I met Landon, probably like a month or two. Um, I met Landon. I met, I met Woody, Splack and Melvin. And I remember mm-hmm. I was editing. I was editing a video for too short, still doing Vines. And Melvin came in. He was like, <clears throat> he was like, what you editing? And I was like, I had to edit these videos for too short. And like, Melvin kinda of took me under his wing. That's when I was like started Vines and started doing Vines for him, start shooting his stuff. And to me, mm-hmm. I thought Melvin was the most creative, cool dude on Vine to this day. I still think Melvin's videos are like fire. And like now, like this is when everybody was like 2014, everybody's doing vines, bro. Like nobody's on TV. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's yeah. like thinking about like Everybody thinking about how they're going to pay rent. You know what I'm saying? So like, <laughs> this is like, like way back then before people were actually making checks and like really utilizing social media to another level. Yeah. How old everybody. are you at this
1: time, by the way? I
0: was, I think I was 23. Mm-hmm. I was 23. I'm 27 23. now, so like four years. I think I was either 23 or 22. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, it's, and, it's just funny you mentioned that because I feel like it's almost like it's repeating itself with the with the whole TikTok. You know what I'm saying? We can yeah, get into that, is. but I feel like as you as you're telling us, that's what I'm thinking about right now.
0: Bro, it's everything. Everything recycles itself. So like, like everything, fashion. You know what I'm saying? Music. Everything is going to recycle. So like, I that's why like I never shoot down anything that's new, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how old people are like, oh, this ain't music, this and that. Like, yeah. this is not music for y'all, for this generation, you know what I'm saying? But it's the same thing. Think about it, it's I the same agree. thing. So, um, yeah, after that, like, years and years going by, um, I started hanging out with these, these people to shoot videos and, like, Vine started dying. Vine mm-hmm. started passing away. So people, like, they had it transform to YouTube or Facebook.
1: And do you have a and, little insight on uh oh, that whole vine ending? Because I'm not as familiar with it, but I think or the last time, last thing I heard was like something about like creator equity or like disagreements. Yeah. Like, do you have a little insight yeah. on what happened?
0: I don't want to say nothing, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the NDA. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I I didn't get the NDA. But I like see. Basically, I'm gonna say it with no names. There's basically. And a, a influencer, a vine, a bind person, who basically they couldn't tell the deal. Like everybody was going to get a cut or equity. Like one of the some of the top viners, mm-hmm. and one of the viners uh, basically took it to TMZ and like they canceled the whole thing. So like, oh, every- yeah, dang. but which was. People were mad because this vinyl was already rich, so it was mm. like, "What the fuck?" You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. heated. My niggas, like my people, they yeah. were like, "Bro, if the deal came through, they was going." They was like, "Bro," because it was like, it was seven of us. I think four of them got in that deal, and two mm. of us, we were younger. Like we were like, we weren't tens of 20 millions followers, we were like, kind of like millions. So, like, we didn't get in that meeting. But they were like, bro, like, if like if all of us got that, uh if all of us, they was like, yeah, bro, like, if all, all four of us got that deal, we was going to give y'all, like, uh, a mil each from all our pots. So, I was like, yeah, like, the homies was about to look out, because they all, you know, grew up poor and yeah. everything. And uh, we've been yeah. rocking with them. So, like, but it just went it just went south, I guess. So,
1: that's crazy. Drop the crazy. bag off of, off of TNZ yeah, yeah. But uh no, and, and that's it brings me a good point because I think because that would that would have
0: been around 20, 2016, maybe 16. Yeah.
1: And and I feel like, you know, right now people are becoming more and more aware of a creator economy of like giving creators equity and you know trying to help them, you know, build the brand, right? So I think mm-hmm. it's interesting that – because I didn't know that Vine was actually trying to put their top – you said it was only about four people or, or seven people? Totally. No, it that was been.
0: it was about 12 people in that meeting, but four – all right, so, like, oh. there's a, there was a group that I always shot with, it was seven of us. Like, we always used to shoot together, but, yeah. like, four of those out of the seven that mean, like, basically, early if early bird – was a gang right and like yeah. only four of us got invited to the meeting i see yeah. and then we so. go i'm gonna come back and be like all right y'all since y'all can get invited yeah. but like break y'all up. you know what i'm saying it was basically yeah. that
1: but they, okay
0: yeah so it was got that you. type of party so i was like dang like damn no, but that's
1: think, crazy and you said what
0: no i was gonna say like i think it worked out for the best because i feel like I'm glad it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I'm I'm 100%. Like, God be knowing. Nah, this ain't it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know? no, I mean, that's true. Yeah, you got to make a way out of a way. And uh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that because kind of relating to the TikTok Vine, you know, I think about how people are getting on it. They, they know they're funny. They know they're creative. But the TikTok and the Vine necessarily might not be where you get that back from. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people that they're doing these videos... They really want to be making movies. They really want to be in TV shows. They really want to be, you know, marketing and all that stuff. So for you, like, when you were in your peak Vine, were you already having this idea of the draft of what Early Bird would be?
0: No. Not at, not all. at all. So when Vine started dying and everybody was on Facebook and YouTube, um, my friend Woody, he was like, you should start, like you should, like, tell stories. Like, you, like, you're really good at telling stories. You should really, like, shoot them. So I was like, alright. But I'm, I'm like, very good at, like, I've always had that gift. I've always been a good storyteller. This is one thing I've never lacked. Like, I can tell a story to anybody. Everybody will be intrigued. But, like, he when he said that, that's when I did Mail Route. And like it was one day he he was like yo he want to go to this this prop shop, um and they had like all these costumes and stuff and I I saw like two. Mail uniforms you know like I saw two mail uniforms uh and I was like yo like what if we did like a little mini series about you know, two people, delivering mail but like. Shit just keeps happening to them, yeah. It just keeps happening to them, and he liked it. He was just like, that's perfect because. With mail, like you, you, you meet every walk of life, like everybody has to have mail. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, from racist people to like, you know what I'm saying, to like gay people to, you know what yeah. I'm saying, whites to Koreans, everybody needs their mail, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like, imagine just crazy, like those neighbors, those people that you deliver mail to are crazy as fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not. <laughs> They're not the girl saying. with the
1: Glock.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so like, yeah. Um, I will say that, like, when I, when I was set on making series, because I, I always, I always try to think, what's the, like, what's the next step, like, what, how can I, how can I, be more creative than me, right? Like, what's the next step that I could take? Mm-hmm. And I remember um, shooting Melrout. I remember shooting mail and some of the people that I was always shooting with, they were like, Why are you shooting long content? Like, nobody watches this past 30 seconds. They were like, like They were hating. <laughs> and they, they, no, they were. They were like, they, they was, they said some discouraging stuff. And like, these are the people who got millions of followers who, who you would think, It's kind of like Kevin Hart telling you, you're not funny. Damn. So it's like, I, Do you listen to them? Or do you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm-hmm. So like it it was, it was real discouraging and but like I I still did it. I did it. It did like 100k almost a million on Facebook, 100k on YouTube each episode. And they were like, "Oh yeah, this is dope. That is not." Sorry.
1: What convinced you to keep going once you had that initial discouragement?
0: Um What kind of tell me to keep going? I think honestly, JB when, when I was, when I took the footage, because JB shot it. JB was, like, the first oh, person okay. to shoot it. So when JB was shooting it and he was, like, laughing, like, that whole process, like, even, like, to this day, like, that whole process was the best set, the most funniest set, the most peaceful set. Like, it just, everything flew. So, like, when, even when we went to just edit, like, and us just like the the chemistry, like the, the love from it, everything just it flew. It just it felt right. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't no negative in my bone. Like, you know, I didn't know JB as well as much, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, still, it was kind of like he found it funny. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if he yeah. believed it, why can I not believe in my own stuff too? I see. What so, you're so the I just kept going. And then after that, we did Army and None. Um, I met this one guy, um, great uh, cinematographer. And I just this is when I started like actually like learning production. Like I didn't know what a producer was, I didn't know what exec executive producer was, I didn't know what a gaffer was, I didn't know nothing. Mm-hmm. So like when I did that one, JB, like he came on the first one, but like one thing I will learn about, I learned about JB is like, when he talked, it be truth in it. And if you ignore it, he's out. Like, he, he does not care. Like, he, he he's out. Mm-hmm. And he even said it. He was like, he was saying some things when the, the director at that time was shooting it. They, JB was like, yeah, I'm about to go. I'm about to just head home. He said, I'm going to let y'all enjoy this one. And it was the worst set ever. To me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, what was worse.
1: What was his, uh, I guess, what made him feel that way?
0: Um, JB just has great intuition, man. He just knows. He knows when things aren't right. Or he just feels like, you know, he just knows. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, <laughs> that man that knows. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, once he was out, and then after that, when we did, that, after that one, we did Night Owls and like me and JB wrote it and then he directed it but the same guy from Army None, he was shooting it mm. and <clears throat> JB was like that was like the last time like <laughs> it was the last time me and JB worked on a project before early bird so like Night Owls I wasn't supposed to shoot it with the co-star, I wasn't supposed to shoot it with him but he was like, "Yo, let's shoot it, let's shoot it, let's shoot it." So I'm like, "All right, cool. You know, you really want to do it? You see, this is my third one. You see the yeah. quality, I guess. All right, let's do it." But I was still looking for the chemistry that me and Woody had from Melrose mm. for for night outs, but it didn't it didn't link over to that. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. like, um, it's my fault, you know. But yeah. I remember this is what happened. We were shooting the last episode where we had to like steal and this girl is blind but she knew karate. And he, it says in the script that he has to push her because she's about to like like do some stuff. But the co-star took it in his head as if that's bad. He's like, no, I'm not I'm not pushing on handicapped girl. I'm like, for one, you're acting, right? A, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a movie. It's fake. Uh, yeah. It's fake for two. He was like, oh, I can already hear the comments. Da, 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 da. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like he, didn't. he was able to separate
1: mm.
0: characters in the film like exactly. at all. Yeah. So JB was heated. <laughs> JB was heated. He was like, so after we shot that, we had to find some other way because he refused to just do it. Excuse me. He refused to do it. So then um, J.B. came to me. He was like, he said, if you're going to keep shooting with them, he said, don't ever call me. He was like, don't call me if you're going to keep shooting with them. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, all right. He left three years later. um, I met my friend. Well, after that year, after that, after Night Owls, three years later, but within that three years, the first year I met Rodney, Rodney Clifton, who's a, he's a writer. He started actually teaching me film mm-hmm. he, like started teaching me, he started giving me books. He started like making us go like to Baron Jenkins, uh, like seminars and like understand like storytelling and all this other stuff. And on top of that, his cousin owns a production company, but they only do, they only do music videos. So, like, I would, I was like, hey, can I, like, you know, study with you guys, like, work in the office, understand the paperwork, understand, like, how actual production works.
2: Mm.
0: I started, I spent three years working with them every day. Literally. Three years? Three years, right? And at this yeah. time, did
1: you have your own, I guess, maybe nine to five or some type of other job of income? Or were you, like, Um, you So, I was still,
0: this? I was still getting uh, paid from like vines and stuff but basically like they'll take our video compilations on YouTube and then like we'll get like residuals from that got you so I was man. still getting paid from that but I was also getting paid from working with them mm-hmm. so like I would I would get paid every every day like it would be like they would pay me like 450 a day to work with them on set but they would shoot wow. they would shoot almost every day you know what I'm saying so like
1: that's crazy, yeah, it's, like, it's work, like and they're working with i'm assuming people in the hip hop music industry just like know, any they, type they of were, music. they
0: were working with q c people trippy red wow. they were they were working with like uh what's the name kelly Rowland. like they're actually industry people, and like I started like understanding like everything like how how it started from the beginning to the end of just production, and just started building that rapport with them and like understanding it and everything and so. After that, <clears throat> after that, three years later, um, I was like, all right, I want to open my own production company, but I want to shoot nothing but, like, narratives, TV shows and stuff. So, like, I went ahead. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So, I, met, I got it LLC. I did early production. And as soon as I did that, I called JB. I was like, yo, you trying to run this production company with me? And then he had just moved back to LA, I was like, yo, come out here like stay. It was like me and my brother and him in a two bedroom apartment. And he stayed with me for like, I wanna say like three or four months. Not too long. He didn't stay too long, but he stayed Mm -hmm. for a little while. And he was like he was like it's like God's timing cause like I had to learn production fully and everything. Had to cut certain people out of my life, everything to really make this company, like, flourish and grow. And wow. he was like, yeah, I'm down. He came, made him CEO, because I trusted him. Um, yeah. I always trusted him since the first day we met. Like, I don't know if he ever told you about the Willy Wonka joint.
1: I don't he... think so. Remember <clears throat> back.
0: So our our first ever meeting, me and JB, first first time ever meeting, I needed a videographer. We were working for this company called BitChat. And this this company is... is
1: big Chat or Bitch bid, Chat?
0: Bid. B-I-D Chat. Oh, okay. like <laughs> that? It's weird. It was basically, you can bid to chat to famous people.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: But, like, it, it wasn't successful. But they had money to shoot, like, funny content or whatever. So they were yeah. going to give us money to shoot a video about it. So I was like, oh, let's, like, let's... I wanted to shoot this video where it's, like, this kid wants to like Charlie wants to talk to talk to Willy Wonka, basically. Yeah. But Willy Wonka's, like partying all the time, like he having fun. So like yeah. he had a bid to talk to him, basically. But that was like the video. So like when I say that shoot was hell, bro. That shoot it was it was hell, bro. Like the our producer he flew out of town. He booked all these girls. He had all the costumes in his car, and he wasn't even in town yet. Like. It was horrible. It was Damn. bad. It was bad. That was our first ever <clears throat> shoot together. But he shot it so well. Like, I knew off the, off the gate that JB had an eye, and, like, I didn't even have to tell him what I wanted. He knew my visions because it, it was always in line. Both of our, like, everything we've always tried to, like, make or create, both of our visions have both been in line. Like, it's never mm-hmm. been a question. And that was like that was like our first day, shooting it, and like that made us like cool off the gate. And then ever, ever since then, we would always shoot, 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 and shoot.
1: Gotcha. So that's no, that's beautiful, man. And yeah. it's funny because I, I I highly recommend anybody listening and watching to go listen to JB's interview because oh yeah, it's in, it's interesting to see like when y'all actually connect. 'Cause y'all y'all met each other and then y'all both had to figure some shit out and then yeah. came back. And I think that's that's a beautiful story, man.
0: Oh man. Like really I, I didn't know what to do. Like if he wasn't there, it would have been hell because there was no way I could operate all these people. Like he like the guy, the producer that was supposed to be there, he wasn't there. Like he I'm like, it was bad. It was just horrible. But it was still a fun yeah. process. It's just learning learning stones of what we needed to do and we figured Mm -hmm. it out but other than that yeah
1: what well i guess we've been talking about early bird um Mm -hmm. how would you describe if you just had to give a quick description what is early bird to you
0: um early bird i want to say is a a, a, to me it's a it's for sure like a family it's a family company honestly like everybody that's been part of early bird they, they've been like brothers and sisters, man. Like they go as hard than I would. You know what I'm saying? Like I go hard for them, but they be going even harder. So like, early bird to me, that's 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 like a it's a flock, man. It's a, it's a group. It's like it's something that like people who don't have a lane to be in. You know what I'm saying? Like for example, this is why I always said um, I wish Houston had had this, you know what I'm saying? Like, had a... Yeah. Had a film industry in there. Anybody can just... I want Early Bird eventually to get to a point where anybody can just walk in and sign up and, like, rent out equipment, shoot it, you know what I'm saying? And bring the yeah. equipment back. And And it's not like, oh, you got to pay for the equipment, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: yeah. chances
0: that people never, ever had or even have access to. Like, I know kids who... Who know how to use RE Minis at seventeen, but they don't have resources or money to grab it, you know. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. I wanted to feel like a hub. I've always said um, one of the end goals for Early Bird is to have a, a a theater hub, basically. On like the first level is nothing but theaters, so like people can watch movies. They can watch their own movies, and then up upstairs it would be like. like workstations, like editing bays, camera equipment, all this stuff. And I want to call it the Nest Theater so everybody Mm -hmm. can come to the Nest and just vibe out, watch movies, Mm -hmm. work on uh, their content, their crafts, and, like, just come in there and just just get away from stuff that they don't want to deal with, you know? Yeah,
1: no, that's that sounds amazing, bro. I'm definitely uh, down to invest when you get serious about that. Let me. Oh know, yeah, bro. No, it's
0: coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah, I know it. For that's sure. gonna take a quick little minute. Like it, that's yeah. that's on. Um, that's it's coming on, it's coming on uh, on time. But like, basically, have you ever seen the Dolby Theater, the yeah. one out here? So mm-hmm. you know how like the Dolby uh, Theater, not the Dolby, theater, I'm sorry, the Dome. You know how like the Dome. I like, think I've
1: seen the the Dome.
0: No, it's on Sunset.
1: I don't know. Nope. I might have seen it on one of those um those L.A. bus tours, but mm. I can't remember off the dome. No, gotcha. No, well, no the thing. dome <laughs> yeah. is
0: the dome is so beautiful, bro. Like to me, it's like that's exactly how I want. Like upstairs, nothing but like rooms of workstations and offices and stuff like that. But down below is nothing yeah. but theaters. Got you.
1: So. And I was gonna say one thing I noticed, and I think JB might have mentioned it during an interview, is like. I think a main goal for you guys is that y'all want to portray blackness, but not explicitly mm-hmm. saying this is what blackness is, right? Cause yeah. you know, when somebody says black movies, you think of something, right?
0: You um, think of already trauma and pain. Yeah, and, exactly. And but, I, I think we we're trying to, like, I I know I'm not, I'm not telling stories rooted in black trauma. Like, I feel like, yes, trauma happens, but it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like, like, for example, Um, one of the, one of the, um, one of the shows that I'm working on, is about choices, not necessarily like, oh, he has to do this to get out the hood or this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like they all get into situations because of their choices and that's life. Like we all make wrong choices sometimes. Sometimes we make choices that we think is great. Other times we think, you know what I'm saying? We make choices thinking because it, it should benefit something and it backfires. So like that's why- once again i I kind of go back to like thinking like all right how do, what what do i wanna what do I wanna tell on screen, like what do I want people to take away from this so mm-hmm. I don't like if it's if it's black trauma, it's already off the gate, uh negative for me, I'm like, nah, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, so
1: no, I feel that, and that's what I like about your content too, because I think what's what's funny is that. Sometimes when you come up doing a certain thing, people only want that from you, right? Mm-hmm. So if you were to hear if you didn't know anything about what Early Bird is, but then you heard, "Hey, Jojo Early got this new thing." You're automatically thinking comedy, right? Oh, yeah. comedy. Okay. Yeah, but like when you when I look at the content starting with the mail route to mm-hmm. uh even four seasons like I saw I see the growth because it's it's Drama, it's like dramatic, you're like, oh shit, like somebody mm-hmm. getting shot like it, <laughs> yeah. it was dope it's dope to see that, and I think i I really I don't know I, I like to see people's growth, and I want to mm-hmm. ask like was that an intentional thing for you like you didn't want to be stuck in comedy, or you always just want to just try new things
0: um so actually four seasons I'm a, the truth about four seasons is four seasons so when I started early bird, I was like, yo, I called up my homegirl Ava, I was like, yo, I wanted to. Be a place where like actors can have reels because actors always need real i need a real i need to show that i can do comedy i can do drama that is that so i was like let's write four or five pages or less of scenes that we could just act out and post them you know just things that people can just quickly consume and be like oh man that was a dope scene oh that's a funny scene you know what i'm saying so like that was originally yeah. for just youtube like, they should do scenes for you, too. So, when we did Four Seasons, it got such a great, like, oh, what happened? Like, are y'all going to show what happened before? What happened after? You know what I'm saying? Like, people oh. started asking questions. So, I was like, I asked her. I was like, hey, you want to you wanna just do it? Like, she was like, yeah. <laughs> so, that's what happened with Four Seasons. But, like, for me, I always try and do. Remember, I tell you, I always try and do something that's challenging the next time. What's, mm. What can I I'll do my cell or try and challenge myself on. And I think nobody's ever seen me do drama and I know I can do it. So I was just like, let's just, let's just do it. But I didn't want to, I don't, I know I don't want to be the actor. Does that make sense? Like I, I can act, but I don't want to pursue just acting like I, yeah. I'm not, I think only because of sickle cell and everything, I'm good. Like, I could be in the mm-hmm. back, create it, direct it, but as for being on set and acting, yeah. that's a tough job. <laughs> that see. is a, That is a very tough job. And
1: when, so you, think, when you mentioned sickle cell, like, are you, is it more of a fear of the, the stress that will cause you just because of additional, maybe strain or whatever?
0: Uh, Yes. Yes and no. Like, for example, when we did Four Seasons, and it's kind of like, kind of put an eye opener, and even me and JB had to sit down and talk about it, but like, when we were shooting episode three, we were shooting episode, I don't know which one was it, it was my last episode, I can't remember, but it was my last episode, and um, it was, the epi- yeah, it was episode three where we were in the desert, it was cold, and I had to bend down and everything. And like my knees locked because of the cold. So I'm in pain, still trying to act that whole scene out. And we doing that scene like seven, eight times.
1: Wow. You
0: know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm on, listen, I'm on fire. My leg is hurting. Like back is on, you know what I'm saying? It's everything. Yeah. So I'm like still trying to keep my composure, still trying to act because I'm trying to finish the scene. You know what I'm saying? So like it was a lot. So after that, literally the next day, I went to the hospital. And we were supposed to shoot the last, my last scene. But since I was in the hospital, it got delayed. So like, mm. like that it cost money. You know what I'm saying? Like it cost 3K extra dollars to reshoot another scene because wow. I, because we already booked that the day off. You know what I'm saying? The day of, like we were supposed yeah. to shoot it the next day, but I got sick. So we had to wait a whole other week, shoot the last episode, the last episode two, so it just cost, it cost too much money. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was very time consuming. So I was like, you know what? It's better for me just to be in the back where I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. running as lead as much. As being lead. So like, that's, that's the only reason why.
1: Yeah. And how, how else has, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the most knowledgeable about sickle cell, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you're willing to share as much as, as you want, you're comfortable yeah. with. Like, so, how, how much has it like kind of affected your life? Like, just tell us do that
0: so sickle cell i will say all right so this is what sickle cell is sickle cell for people who don't know it's like um it's a blood deficiency basically so like everybody has like circle blood cells but with sickle cell it's like a crescent shape right so it doesn't have enough oxygen you don't have enough oxygen in your blood so off the gate if you exhort your oxygen or depleted like, for example, me and you could run, but I'm going to get tired way qu- quicker than you. But because mm-hmm. of that, sometimes the the cells can connect with each other because, you know, they're sickle. So they can connect but hit joints and clog up your joints. And that's what causes, mm-hmm. like, sickle cell crisis, like pain and, uh, like, very hard to breathe, depending on where it clots up at. I will say it has put a very 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 huge cripple on me um but like i don't i don't let it stop me you know what i'm saying like it's just another obstacle to get through but um it is it is a very it's a very huge disease and i think Mm -hmm. that like it needs to be educated for sure Mm -hmm. but um it's 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 very hard like for example like we can shoot we can i can be on set for like five days straight and sometimes I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or I could do it again. I could be on set for just two days and then the first day I'm, I'm in pain. So it just really, it depends on like how I handle it. Like am I overexerting myself? Am I drinking enough water? Mm Mm-hmm. It just, it, it plays those type of... Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess, what
1: in, what intentionally have you changed about your lifestyle? Like, are you having to eat a certain diet? Like, is it medication or... Um, I, I've heard, it's not curable, right? It's like a lifelong...
0: Yeah, it's, okay. very, it's a hereditary disease. But, like, um, it is... For me, I try to, you know... I, I don't eat no red meat. I think I've been cut that out years ago. So, I don't eat, like, steak, pork, and none of that stuff. Um... I eat a lot of fruit, I love fruit, veggies, drink a lot of water. I try not to drink any juice, but the only juice I drink is cranberry. That's my weakness, yeah. something honest <laughs> but like, <laughs> um other than that, like yeah, just trying to you know watch what you're drinking, uh try and take a lot of water mm. you know that's like the best thing to do is drink a lot of water like constantly, yeah. like I try and drink my gallon a day, so if I can drink okay. that gallon a day, I'm good. Yeah. I don't got to worry about nothing else. That's dope. Yeah. And
1: uh, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I, I still got some more questions. Yeah, And I know I was going to try to keep it to an hour, but one thing I'm curious about is, you know, you kind of told us about your creative process. You mm-hmm. kind of think about the what ifs. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm kind of curious now, like, how do you, because, you know, when you're always putting out content, I feel like there's a strain if you don't do some type of, you know, habit or consistency. Like, how do you make sure that, you keep a certain creative process or creative habit, you know, maybe daily, weekly, like what do you do?
0: Um what I do is I all right, so <laughs> what I what I did for creative stuff, I always try to think of like uh, how can I explain this? Because I don't have it in front of me. Um Okay. So like let's say I wanted to do sickle cell, right? So that that would be like uh, the con, like that's like something negative, and I was trying to find what something that can interact with that to, to tell a story. Like, I, like for, okay, me, my mental health, right? I had this, like, I wrote this. I want to write this story where it's like this kid who he's depressed, but it's like I'm, I want to I want to show black depression in you know the black community. Right? But, like, I'll write black mental health or whatever, right? But, like, who who would get him out of depression? Like, who would be the best person to get him out of depression? Most people would say, like, oh, the mama church. That's too easy, right? So, like, I was trying to find, like, stuff like... Like, what I found was, like, how can I... tell? How would I tell... How... If I, if I told you, yo, I'm depressed, right? Or I want to kill myself, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting here talking to you. You kind of understand a little bit of how I would feel, right? Mm-hmm. Or how I can try to explain how I'm depressed. But how can you tell that to a kid? Like, how mm-hmm. can you, like, for example, if yeah, a kid they, see,
1: They might not be as familiar with the, the concept.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. So, like, kids will ask straight up questions. So, let's say... Like, I I wrote this little short where it's like this kid, um, he wants to jump off the bridge, right? But this little kid is like looking at him, he was like, What are you doing? whatever. He was like, Leave me alone, whatever. And like, the kid's like, Well, I want to come up there, and he's like, No, stop. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, How do you tell a kid, you know, stop? I'm trying to, yeah, kill okay, I see it. I you see saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a kid, fine. He, he thinks all, it's all fun and games, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. like, like a kid's gonna ask you, like, why are you up there? Then, because nah, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here. You don't want to be up on top of the ledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't. Yeah, wanna be yeah, on yeah. No, now I see it. It gives a deeper conversation because, like, yo, like, yeah. how do you, how do you tell a kid that you want to kill yourself? Like, that's hard, mm. and and then say it in the simplest way so a kid can understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so like that's yeah, like breaking it down. So that's why I, I try to like find things that's like not normal. Like it's not, it's it's hard. Like if I had my, if I had a little daughter, I mean a little sister who's like five and she see me crying, like, Oh, why are you crying? They're going to ask simple questions just like that. I'm crying because I want to kill myself. Why you want to mm-hmm. kill yourself? Cause I, it's too much in this world. What's too much? You know what I'm saying? They're going to ask yeah simple questions like that it's not like then why don't you stop you know what i'm saying because they really don't ah, yeah, yeah, give yeah. simple answers and it makes you kind of like wow like i'm i'm yeah. literally being taught by a kid that killing myself isn't the answer yeah <laughs> so no like, that's, that's crazy man
1: i yeah. like that i like that creative process because yes. i think uh with kids like we I think we assume a lot in life. we just assume everybody kind of knows what we're talking about, but when you have to break things down, you're like, "Oh, you don't even know about that, or oh, you don't know about mm-hmm. this, and you it makes you think even deeper than it so no, I like that so no, i I really like
0: that that's why I try and you know I try to think about like how can I tell this creatively in a different way, like the mm-hmm. short film that I'm um working on now is i want show i want to show love. I want to show I want to show genuine love, what genuine love is in the black community. But the best way to show that is showing that this kid is colorblind and when he sees love it's in color. So like mm-hmm. when he sees his mom and dad, she's in they're, they're in color, but everything else is black and white. When he ah, see this girl, see. Ah,
1: okay, you know
0: what I am saying. So like, oh, Yo, you are dropping some jazz right here, job, bro. You know what I'm so, Yeah, yeah.
1: So like, if you, you know, need some people, bro. Let me know. You know what I am saying. I am trying to get into this acting you know thing. What what <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. But yeah, we start
0: shooting that. We start shooting that in this fall. But like, you know what I am saying. Like, yeah, I get it. Though. How do we show it. genuine love? Yeah. So and,
1: let's just... and what do you feel? Because you always mentioned. You said the what ifs and the challenges that have created creatively but like what or who really influences a lot of your 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 creative uh thinking do you think like do you have something or is it kind of just natural
0: Uh, it's 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 sometimes natural Uh, sometimes yeah most of the time it's natural i think i have of course i'm in a group chat with woody and splack and like i'll bounce i'll only bounce ideas with them creatively I'll be like, hey guys, what do you guys think about this, this and that? And they'll tell me, they'll give me feedback like, oh, this could work. This is actually a good start. Like this and that. Um, This already probably been done. You gotta do a little bit more creative in that. You know what I'm saying? So like, they'll they'll kind of, I think, creatively, like they'll they'll tell me what Mm -hmm. works and doesn't. But it's still ultimately like what 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 weighs heavy on my heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like. Um, and then after that, I'll, I will take it to JB and see what he thinks about it. And he'll be like, oh, that's fire. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of dope. Um, I think I've always, I don't know, I just always could tell a story. That was basically it. Like, one day I'll be like, you know what, I want to I wanna look up, like, I want to tell a love story. How can I tell a love story? And I'll just go and do research and watch mad love stories and see how they tell them. You know, like, um, what's it called? What's that one movie they shot in Houston? Uh, Jason Lyrics. Uh, Jason. Like I, I know ja- that one. Jason Lyrics with uh, Jada Pinkett.
1: The movie was called Jason Lyrics? Yeah. Nah, what, what was it about? I don't think I remember that one. Uh,
0: it was basically, like, it was very trauma-based, but it was still, like, basically, like, you just gotta watch it. It, was, it, it, gotcha. it, was, okay. it was it was it's old it's like nineteen ninety three old like it's old, okay. but like like I watched that and like kind of show seen how they kind of show love back then, and then I' was mm-hmm. like I'll try and watch a movie now and see how they try and portray love now, and yeah. with what I've learned in the past, they take their time back like they'll take their time to to tell how they love something mm. and it's very slow like the scenes are are prolonged bro like i don't know if it was like that time but yeah. like the, it's hits like it's like yo like this is a you know what i'm saying it's a good movie like
1: yeah you know
0: what i'm saying like love jones like they do the same it's it's so long i'm like yo these scenes are long <laughs> but i don't know <laughs> it's if fun. that's like our generation
1: yeah like I, know, I, so- I think so though I think so, because it's funny you say that, though, because I was just watching, I watched back uh, Rush Hour 2, mm-hmm. and, you know, I used to, I love the Rush Hour trilogy, one of my favorite movies and movie series, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched it back, and I was like, the the it's movie so felt faster, you yeah. know, it felt faster to me, like, it felt back like the they got right into, right into the action, yeah, oh. and I, and I so, and, you know, like, I'm kind of contracting what you're saying, because I feel like with the Rush Hour movie, they got right to it from the right first scene, but like now, I feel like the movies are more complex where it's like they need this whole backstory. backstory. They got CGI, yeah. and they got everything to develop and it's longer in terms of movies, I would say. But yeah, I guess it really depends on maybe the genre, maybe the, the and then content like just, that
0: just looking at like movies back in the day, like Friday. Friday is the most simplest story. It is the I most I just watched
1: that too. Yeah. No, it is the
0: <laughs> most simplest story. And I feel like I feel like We forget that, like we want so much complex and like puzzles, but like sometimes that story just be good enough.
1: Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, some movies. What's the one that just came out? Uh, when my dude was going back in time, but he was going forward in time at the same time. Started a T. Um, it had Denzel Washington's son. You know
0: what I'm saying? Oh, uh, Tenant.
1: it, yeah, that bro. I still don't get what I watch, bro. I don't get.
0: That I, I at watched all.
1: that and I and I read stuff, and I still was like, "What?" I'm confused. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's it's funny because then you contrast that with the TikToks and the social media where it's like you need to tell me what you're trying to say within 15 say? seconds. 15 seconds.
0: You have you have you have 10 minutes in a movie to understand it.
1: Mm.
0: Other it's than that, great, you 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 done like. People are gonna yeah. be like, and this is really, really good. But even still, within the first ten minutes, you should understand the, like where the movie is going. Yeah, Easy. you should.
1: Easy, and do you but... do a lot of? Uh, it seems like I'm always gonna ask. How do you kind of maintain your level of you know learning and knowing what's out there? Do you do a lot of um, your research in terms of just watching movies, or what do you do?
0: Uh, the first thing I did within those three years is watch every masterclass on film. I watched everyone. Every one, <laughs> like wow. I don't, I don't watch Ron Howard. I don't watch uh, Spike Lee's. Everybody on acting, I watched everyone, and I took notes. So, master
1: class is worth it. I'm debating buying. Is this, it's worth it?
0: Um, it's worth it because what they're saying, it's the same for anybody. Like for example, I always want to figure out like how how did you start, right? How did people start? That's it. Now, it, their start doesn't mean it's the right way it's never that like i don't think like for example how you start your podcast and then if i go and start it it might not how i how you started it, it might not be the same way i need to start mine mm-hmm. but it's how it how you start it and there's is one lady um my, my dina she's an indian lady but like she was like yeah i don't write i don't write my scripts but her movie won a uh an oscar but she didn't write it but like she told the writer what she wanted uh. so like and that's how i am i can for love i cannot type i can't type i just i can tell you everything visually what happens like this happens they have a communication there because of that yeah you know, i can like break it down to that but yeah. writing it no but so when she said that i'm like oh so I'm not doing it wrong.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see I, that. You,
0: you know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it just informs in you, like, uh, even, like, directing, like, like, casting directors, like, like, casting actors as a director, who you want who you shouldn't want and why these people work. Like, Morris Scorsese said something. It was simple, true, but, like, it's true. Like, if you want... If you want a bad boy, get a bad boy. Like, if you want a bitch, like, cast a bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 not yeah, yeah. saying that they are one, but, like, you'll know by core that they're, mm-hmm. they're that person. You exactly. know? Like, all like, yo, low-key, low she a little bitch, but, like, she's yeah, yeah, a good actor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I like, see.
1: I see. So it feels a little bit more natural. Even though they're acting, like, they, they're they able to play that they character. Really, like, they really, they
0: really themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, just, true, like... That. It's just, like, everything, him even, like, breaking down, like, visually see what scenes you're about to shoot. Like, Masterclass is helpful, man. Masterclass books and study, like, just, I I try and, like, watch films and movies and directors and, like, study all the stuff that they've done and just kind of, like, study them. You have to be a student, bro. You have to be a student. Like, Jason Bateman, that's probably one of my favorite directors slash actors. Like, that dude... He good.
1: I'm <laughs> I'm rewatching Ozark right now, bro. It's funny you say that? I'm rewatching it yeah, no, right good. now. Like
0: he did the outsider Ozark uh Arrested development like he, he did some he did some stuff so like yeah. study those people that you really you feel like coming up next, you know what I'm saying? Like who yeah. who's put an influence on you for real for gotcha. like
1: you have now, to now That's great advice. And uh speaking of of advice, one thing I always try to end my uh my podcast with is I always want is it like you know we talk about short form content right if somebody Mm -hmm. didn't really have the time to listen to an hour interview Mm -hmm. I want to know if I was to ask you what are some words of advice that you would give for somebody on how they should create the life they want to live what would you say based on your life experiences
0: I would say if you were to live the type of life you want to actually like give it 100% and do not listen to anybody, don't listen to nobody like you're better off going and failing on your own than like going like and not doing it. you know what I'm saying because you listen to everybody else like it is' way powerful to fail on your own than it is to not do it you know like go and just take that chance like if you if you wanna if you wanna if you know in your heart that you can make a short film or anything work for you do it like don't 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 question it don't second guess it just do it that's all i can say like just do it like that's the best advice i can give anybody just just try try please try like if if i didn't try i want to got to where i was and, and it's okay to fail like it is okay to fail like failing failing is low-key the best success I ain't going to lie. Like, you'll learn so much from failure. Like, you'll learn a lot just from failing. Like, you'll be like, oh, okay. I could do this better. I could do that differently. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you won't even learn that if you don't try. So, please try. Please try. That's it. That's what my mom always say.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I I needed to hear that, too. And like I said, like, I, I do this podcast for me in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love to talk to people. Like, you I love to know where people came from because you learn Mm -hmm. so much from the stories because we only see if somebody doesn't know you right they only see the four seasons they only see the Mm -hmm. divine millions of followers they don't know that you might have sickle so they don't know that you was working in a jail Mm -hmm. but i think when you put that story together you're like okay this makes a lot more sense why this person is who they are Mm -hmm. so i really appreciate you willing to you know be comfortable enough to share your story because you you don't have to do that so uh, yeah that's what pals do man and yeah, before we sure. go i i was just thinking about something as you talk because i want to challenge myself too i might just cut this out if it doesn't work out but i want to try something because i've always been interested in acting right mm-hmm. i want you to i kind of want to do like just a, a scenario right now i want to see if i can do it i want to know if you have any like idea or concept or character could we play it out like right now
0: let me see mm. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of one on top of
1: my head right now, though. Uh, yeah. I'm ready, bro. Whatever, whatever you want, man. I'm, I'm ready. It's gonna be my audition for uh, your short <laughs> film.
0: Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I don't know, man. I'm trying Nothing. to think. <laughs> I know
1: it's off the top. I just thought about. it. I'm like that would be that would be interesting to try. But uh, you know, no, no, no pressure, bro oh you got something i see it i'm
0: thinking i don't know why i'm thinking restaurant
1: okay let's go let's go with that mm. restaurant okay um restaurant let's see i'm gonna I'm work with you so restaurant let's say do you want me to be a customer or i work at the restaurant
0: you can work at the restaurant
1: okay i work at the restaurant what kind of restaurant I
0: don't know Applebee's maybe <laughs> Applebee's okay bet
1: <laughs> alright and then give me a, a random scenario
0: Uh, I guess you're trying to convince me on what the best meal at Applebee's is got you okay
1: Woo, okay bet we're gonna do <laughs> okay we're gonna do see okay this is off the top alright Okay. Bet. All right, welcome to Applebee's. I'll be your server today.
0: Um, hello. Uh, uh, what's so, today's menu?
1: Uh, today's menu. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like, I've been having a good day, so I'm gonna just keep it real with you, man. So, right why, there, you see that's that's the do- what happened.
0: Yeah, why you don't have a good
1: day, bro? <sighs> Some things going on with me and my me and my girl, bro. It's um, kind of long story. I mean, you know. I could talk about it with you, but basically we kind of going through some things, trying to figure it out. But you know, I had to go work, make this bread. She always telling me I'm lazy, so it's kind of it's kind of got to me, you know. Gotcha. But um, okay. yeah, so you said something about the menu. So like I was saying, bro, like this is the regular menu, the dollar dollar menu right here. That's what people Get usually do. Dollar menus to. at Applebee's. Yeah, man, this is, oh, you haven't been here before? No, not the fact oh, that I got
0: dollar menu here. Yeah,
1: bro, that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you, like, you gotta, this is, this is a different type of Applebee's, bro, so, this what is I was saying, so we got
0: but the, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with ghetto,
1: bro, uh, so yeah, so we got this right here, and it's what mm-hmm. everybody recommends, but if, what I really want you to try, because this is mm-hmm. what I kind of get on the low, and that's what I get when I work here, because we get it for free, right, is right. this special burger. Only Special thing burger. is, bro, you gonna ask for it with no buns. It's, it it sounds weird, but don't ask for it with no buns. What is the meat? So, um basically I don't know if, are you vegan? Are you what kinda do you like? I mean,
0: it, it could be whatever. As long as okay. it's not red meat, I mean I'm fine. Okay, bad, bad, bad. You don't you don't fuck with the red meat, bro? I don't
1: know. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's good.
0: You ain't gotta apologize. <laughs>
1: But anyway, so anyway, the key is when you ask for it with no buns because the, mm-hmm. the meat is just it's just chicken, right? The the chef he actually knows like oh okay well, somebody knows about the secret menu, and they actually will give you uh, something extra on the side.
0: So whatever how big ex- is the burger though? The how big is the burger? Is burger. Yeah. yeah, if
1: you want it small, medium, large, you, you can choose that. You can choose that. So it's really good choice. how
0: how big is like smaller meal?
1: So small, like if you see my hand right here, this is mm-hmm. this is small. And then when I think about medium, it's kind of like, you know, two hands, a little bit bigger. but large, it's kind of, you might have to cut it into, you know what I'm saying? So gotcha, it's really okay. whatever you in the mood for today. But mm-hmm. like I was saying, so the, the key about this is when you say no buns, they know that, okay, somebody knows the secret menu, they want something oh. extra on the side. So you technically can get a free extra on the side, but that's from free me. Free extra you, burger? You hear that from me? Really? I mean, not, no, extra side, you can't get an whole extra burger. That's, that's some crazy stuff, but that's uh, just What's something that- What's a dollar? That, Why not? I mean, you, just pay for the dog. Just pay for the extra burger at that point. <laughs> so so you gonna get it? You gonna get it? I think I'm a pass. But you thank you, me, man. <laughs>
0: think... Oh no, man. I like that. That
1: was funny, bro. Yeah. You yeah. said
0: so extra meal on the side. Extra meat on what? the side. <laughs> you I just giving out boneless
1: meat as B, bro. That, that's funny. I like I like that stuff, man. But uh yeah. nah, man. I-, I really appreciate you once again coming on, being a pal. Um I'm really excited for what you got. I mm-hmm. really hope anybody listening, watching, and could go check out your stuff because you're talented, bro. And I'm really excited to see. Thank you. You know Thank what you guys do. What early bird becomes. So um de- definitely for sure. Shout out promo. What should be? What should we be looking out? How can we support?
0: Uh, I mean, just you know, keep out. Keep a lookout for early bird TV. I think they'll be posting everything. Um, I will say the color of love, the, uh, love film that will actually go to the film festivals. So we won't be able to post it on social media and stuff. But like once that is out, uh, we'll be posting the trailers and stuff. So people can go and watch it at the Mm -hmm. film festivals if they want. I think that will be our next big project. So please keep a lookout for that. And other than that, yeah, if you want to be part of the flock, come join us. You know what I'm saying? Hey. That's about
1: it. <laughs> hey, okay, Ellie, bro. Gang, hey, I'm rocking the merch yeah, with you. I'm, on. I'm with it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, thank you, bro. And uh, you have a good day. Anybody listening, always remember to stay creative. Peace. Thank you guys for tuning in to that creative conversation i hope it was able to inspire you and if you'd like to continue getting inspired there's actually three main ways you guys can do that one you can actually watch all the youtube videos uh that's the full length episodes and also clips just to get a little preview about what each episode might be about two you guys can actually listen on all podcasting platforms which is apple Podcasts and spotify or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts please feel free to leave a rating or review Just help me out and also get the word of mouth out there. Three, you guys can actually subscribe to the Paul and Pals newsletter, which is basically a written summary of each episode in addition to my takeaway, so that I kind of give what the episode made me think about, what I got from it, link in the description and show notes. But without further ado, always remember to stay creative.